I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Man, we hit that break on time. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Laura, what do you got? All right, guys. So we joke about how the robots are going to take over. Yeah. Well, Amazon actually, um, as you guys know, owns Whole Foods. And they rolled out a pay-with-your-palm technology back in 2021 at only one Whole Foods store that was very near the headquarters in Seattle. Yeah. So now that they noticed that it worked and you don't need a wallet, you don't need a phone. Yeah, your wrist thing. Yeah. It's your whole palm. Yeah. So they, like, scan your palm. Yeah. Now they're rolling it out at all Whole Foods across the country. Mm -hmm. Whole paycheck. (laughs) <laughs> some people are saying that they're worried you know that their information might be out there because it's technically um you're gonna use something called amazon one amazon one technology where they like scan your information your prime you have to be a prime member for this as well and people are like yeah i'm not with it like i don't like that you have all my information and i thought about it and i'm like i don't like it because it gets rid of jobs but you already have they already have all your information if you're using Amazon Prime, right. they already have all your information. So mm-hmm. why are you so worried about them scanning your palm? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's just like a little different with your palm because it's almost like fingerprints, right? Like to me, like that that's a different level of... If that gets compromised, that's a different level of verification mm-hmm. for a criminal, in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Well, I don't know. I figured it would be a little bit safer... Because it is your print, like your handprint. Is right, unique. but if someone can duplicate it, that's okay. my my point. Okay. I didn't think well, about let me that. throw another thing at you. Yeah. What happens if hypothetical situation, it's a Friday night, you're out with all your friends, <laughs> you're playing in a softball game, you fall like a klutz in between second and third base, you scrape your hand all up. Now you've already given Amazon your hand palm print, but now your palm's all messed up because you got scrapes all over it. What happens then if I go to Whole Foods and I go to put my palm up and I got scrapes all over my hand. Does it not work anymore? Pay it with your phone. Pay it with your card. I don't know if it works like that, Cappy. I don't know <laughs> if it works. I don't know if it like if it reads your palm like it reads your fingerprint, or if there's some sort of other technology that works that doesn't necessarily require like a surface read. You know, surface read. A surface read. Right. Sounded very technical. Well, maybe you just give them two palms. I mean, we do it because each palm is different. Yes. We do it with our phones, right? Like, you know how they make us, like, scan our whole face up yeah. and down, side yeah. to side? So, I feel, I mean... Face I, recognition. Yeah, yes. face. I pay with my phone all the time with my face, right? So, I didn't like it, and I don't like it because we're getting rid of physical people having a job. What, and, is, the, what is the elimination of people in this instance? No cashier. Because... You're just walking. There's no cashier. Somebody's not standing there, like, counting. No, it's like, you, you know, this like... This is the cashierless. Yeah. This is self-checkout. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's what I don't like, because already we have those in a lot of the supermarkets, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, places I don't like self-checkout. To. Why? Because you can't talk to anybody? No, I mean, first of all, <laughs> self-checkout, here's what normally happens. What normally happens is I go there, right? I start going through the transaction. It, it doesn't work because you don't know how to figure it out. Right. And, and then, then you I, have to have uh, someone else help right. you. So then I'm like this. I'm standing there. Why like, can't you just like, learn how to hello? do it? Like, is there anybody who works here who can help the dumbass who can't figure what out is how the, to use what, what is the issue? What is the issue with you there? Like, Each what generally, what is happens? a different issue, George. Yeah. It's never the same issue. Is it that you don't know how to put the fruit in or something? I don't oh, know if I can't sucks, scan though. the flowers yeah, over but, the Yeah, you do. Thing. You just have to do the lookup thing. Yeah, you have to do the lookup. Yeah. yeah. And you well, just type me, in Laura, apples. I'll, I'll have you know something, Laura. Uh-huh. I mean, if, I hate it too, Cap. I hate it too with you. But if you're worried about the elimination of jobs, trust me when I tell you, I'm the guy 
that's not using the self-checkout, I need a human being to check me out at the grocery store. I mean, store. listen, I'm all about extra jobs, but I'm just I was just I, I'm not surprised that you don't know how to do it well at the self-checkout. Well, hey, but think about that. I'm <laughs> I'm for the little guy. I'm I'm keeping those people employed. I, I just said I am for it as well, but okay. I, I am not well, also sure see that. also not surprised that you can't function on the self-checkout line. Don't want to function on the self-checkout line. No, don't you've, like the self-checkout you've clearly line. tried. Tried, Cap, but I can't do it. You're telling me you're going to stand in a line of like six people with full carts when self-checkout's wide open because you don't want to go Yeah, to no, you're not doing that. Here's the problem, Tyler. I'll stand on that line with six people with full carts. And then he'll talk their ears off. Well, or then yeah. I'll go over to the self-checkout and I can't do it. And so then I'm further behind in the line. No, you're not, because someone can come help you. You could, but what I'm saying is from a time perspective. You no, know, because if think- there's six people in front of you with full cards, you're still saving time. Wait, self-checkout is never empty. Screw y'all, okay? Self-checkout always eh, has- It a- depends yeah, on what y'all. time of night you get like, there. I'm it's saying, always y'all. longer. And Whole Foods is not the only location doing this. Also, Panera Bread is doing it. Coors Field in Colorado. Airport Traveler retails are doing it. And some entertainment and sports venues are going to start adapting if they are not yet adapting this. Hey, no offense, and I don't know if Panera is a sponsor, but just it's not my deal. You know? Like, my kids love Panera. I'm like, oh. so do mine. I'm like, do you don't. Oh, I thought you didn't like the hand thing. I was like, damn. Cat. No, no, but you Panera. Like but Panera. but my kids, they also used to love Soup Plantation. I was like, I never want to go to Soup Plantation. My wife misses Soup Plantation I, every we, time we drive past. We the drove empty by location. a Soup Plantation just the other day when we were on our way from LA to Santa Barbara. We drove by a, a vacant Soup Plantation, and my kids were like, oh, I miss Soup Plantation. I'm like, not me. Aw, I do. When I used to go to the one on Lake in Pasadena, that was my jam because I used to work at the Merrill Lynch building. That's where we used to go to lunch all the time. The one in Port Ranch has been sitting empty for like three years. I mean. Yeah, that's kind of when they went out of business. Yeah, forever ago. Fill it. Fill it. Put something there. That's what you guys need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So, do you believe this Aaron Rodgers? We had the Lewis Riddick thing that either win the Super Bowl or shut up, right, with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Mm -hmm. What do you think they are? Vegas has their over-under at nine. I like that. I like that because it, the thing is is this. The AFC is hard. Right, but the Jets are a team that if you are not following them closely, what you know of them is they have a good young defense. They've got some really good young skill players. Yeah. They've added for Aaron Rodgers some of his favorite players from his Green Bay days. Alan Lazard and those guys, right? Yeah, uh, Cobb. Yeah. You know, and more than anything, they've essentially handed the offense off to Nathaniel Hackett, who a year ago was a laughing stock as a head coach in Denver, and Aaron Rodgers. They've they've handed these two guys the offense. Timeout. Mailman Matt tweets this in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. I used to scan my palm at uh, Stater Brothers. If the mm-hmm. tech is similar, it's not reading your palm print; it's reading your veins in your palm. Surfa- yeah, see, that's what I thought. Surface damage shouldn't be an issue. Surface Mailman damage, Matt, no thank problem. You, sir. Yeah, there you go. All right, Very so. Good. Aaron Rodgers, the Jets, continue. So the point is, where was I? Is that when you have a, a team whose reputation is good, but not head great, coach yeah. who's who's got a defensive mind, yeah, some talented players on the defensive side of the ball that yeah. was ranked highly at the end of last year, yeah. as total defense. They got a good running back in Brees right. Hall, right? So they've got running backs coming they've, back. They've got some good, talented young skill players, wide receiver types, off injury. And here's what the Jets think they are. It's not my fantasy team. The Jets think they're the Rams. The Jets think... They think that Aaron Rodgers can be their Matthew Stafford, except the difference is the Rams had a more veteran group than the Jets do. That may be true. What I'm saying to you is the Jets are hoping to be this year's version of the Rams. Right. We now have a quarterback who's older, who, by the way, knows our system like the back of his hand because it's his system from Green Bay. He's going to come know it. He's going to come teach it. Right, and that's what they were saying today, that he was getting on Garrett Wilson for some stuff today. What I'm telling you is these guys are super interesting, but I'm with Lewis Riddick. You're talking a big game. We needed a quarterback. You didn't get Matthew Stafford. You got Aaron freaking Rodgers. Matthew Stafford had a really nice career in Detroit, but he has nothing compared to Aaron Rodgers in terms of his career resume, and you can blame that on Detroit all you want, and that's fine. I'll accept that. But what I'm saying is is that the Jets think they got the better version. Yeah, but they have a much younger roster, less veteran. 
across the board. But but they're they're in that LeBron no. mode. You know how you always say the the, the Lakers are in win now because for as yeah. long as you have LeBron, no, the Jets are doing that. They're doing the thing that the Rams did. But I think the big to me, I don't think it's a small difference that the Jets team is very young. Like their best players, not named Aaron Rodgers, are very young. We'll see how that plays. Because I mean, and and when you looked at the Rams, their best players, not named Matthew Stafford, were not young. They were veteran guys for the most part. Well, I'm I'm going to say this that in watching this show, quarterbacks that I'm asking you to watch with yeah. me, I think the Jets are going to be a flop. I don't think so. In the sense of like, I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl. I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl. In fact, I would put but money it, on I'm with, I'm with Lewis. I'm with Lewis Riddick. You win the Super Bowl or shut up. So it's yeah. either you win the Super Bowl or you're a flop. There's no in between. Well, you don't make that move for Aaron Rodgers to not win the Super Bowl. Right. But hold on one second. Flop. Listen, I don't flippy, care. Flippy, flappy. Now, I like flippy, flappy. Flappy, flippy. No, flippy, flappy. But I love what the Jets have done here. And I think it's going to be so interesting. And I'll tell you this. I may be the only one of us that's going to be watching Hard Knocks, but Hard Knocks with the Jets, Aaron Rodgers, first year in a team in New York, and he's got his offensive coordinator, and he's got a couple of his guys from Green Bay, and he can teach everybody this offense. Let me tell you something. Hard Knocks is going to be really good. Assuming, by the way, they have access to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you're going to go right into hard knocks from quarterbacks? Quarterbacks to hard knocks? You got that right, partner. Jack. Right, right from quarterbacks into hard knocks. Yeah. This quarterback show, George, I'm telling you, you cannot believe how good this show is. <laughs> if I watch this show, you have oversold this show so much now. It is so good. That now when I watch it, for it to be what you've described, it needs to be like the godfather of like sports documentary well, what, was, what was the shows? last show that I that I oversold that you didn't really like so much? That I that you actually beat me into watching Oh no no no! You, n- I never said I wasn't. In- I never said Succession was going to be bad. No, no, it wasn't Succession. I feel like there was something else that I really, really sold, and you, um, you didn't love it. It was a sports series. I don't remember what. Oh, it was, it was the, the, the 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 Lakers Hulu thing. Oh yeah, right. The Lakers Hulu <laughs> that I was like, dude, this is so interesting, and I'm learning so much about the history. And you're like, nah. oh, give me a break. It comes from Genie. It's all PR. No, blah, blah. all I said is, is, I didn't say that. I said that it. It, much like the Derek Jeter documentary, outside of like the first episode, I know everything. Like everything is already stuff I already knew. Well, for those of us that didn't, honestly, we found I, it entertaining. I, I, the different, actually, it was reverse. The Lakers' first nine episodes were things I didn't know, or things I knew, and then the tenth one, I'm like, who's this bus sister I didn't know about? <laughs> and then it was the opposite with Jeter, where I didn't know. I mean, I knew, but I didn't know the depths of the stuff with his family growing up in the mixed marriage. Uh, but then after that, it was basically the, all the stuff I saw him do when I was watching the Yankees play. Well, so, that, so that's the difference. And so, that is what's so exciting and so interesting about this quarterback. Right. And this the is, Arnold. You want me to watch this Arnold documentary? Well, the Arnold doc was amazing. The I Arnold mean, was incredible. Jesus. But seriously, they've got there's so many interesting sub-stories to these quarterbacks' lives. Who they are, how young is Mahomes, and how successful he already is. Cousins. Who he is as a guy, as a okay. father, et cetera. Yes. And then and Mariota dealing with all the stuff Mariota dealt with in Atlanta. Yes. And to have three different quarterbacks yeah. at three different stages of their careers. It's just, let me say, tell you something right now. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning, you, sir, are, you're starting to get into that Arnold Schwarzenegger range for me of admiration. <laughs> because not only are you a Hall of Fame quarterback, but now you are a brilliant producer of content. Content producer. With what you know. Yes. Peyton uh, Manning is doing this. This is his story to tell. Uh, I, I get it. Please, don't, don't. In fact, check this. Put some respect on Peyton Manning's name. I, I think Peyton Manning is great. Watch his show. I not actually mine, think, I, I'll tell you this. At their peak, not their team success, at their peak, Peyton Manning better than Tom Brady. Individually. I don't care what anybody tells me. Fight me. Stop. Fight me. Throw bottles of water at the kid. Peyton Manning better than Tom Brady at their peak as individual players. To me, it's not even debatable. I mean, to me... I mean, he got Bill Belichick and he had all these great players around. Yeah, he had a better situation. But Peyton Manning, I could actually individually... Like, if I were ranking my just individual talents at quarterback... Tom Brady would be pretty low, not low down the list, but like of the all-time greats, he wouldn't be near the top. In terms of talent? Yes. Well, you see, the thing is, talent is not only measured, my friend, 
by height, weight, 40 time, vertical jump, etc. Talent is measured by those of us like in the scouting Aaron industry who Rogers understand it. It's a, all inside, Aaron, in the heart. Aaron, the heart. Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Tom Brady at his peak. Well, you can tell me that, but uh, Tom, Brady, Tom had, Brady, I bust out the jewelry. Right, and that's fine, but that's a team success. That's not individual success. No, but that's about your quarterback. Right. Because here's but the thing. That's in the, on about his coach, too? No? Tom Brady, great quarterback. Don't down on him. No one's Put respect on his no, name, too. No one's saying he's not a good quarterback. But and I'm Peyton just, Manning. I'm respect. Just, I'm, you, well, you're the one disrespecting Peyton Manning now. As a matter of fact, I'm going to email Omaha Productions and tell them that you're disrespecting Peyton Manning. I wish that you would, because I'd like to get Peyton on the show. Yeah. And tell him that you refuse to watch his show. Maybe. Watch it this weekend. Come uh, on, catch up. Austin Reeves reveals stuff about LeBron next. All right. Hey, never miss a moment of this show. Sedano and Cap, you can always listen to the podcast on the all-new ESPN LA app. I know so many people that listen on the app, and they love the radio, but they get in their car and they plug in their phone. They just want to listen on the app because it's so crystal clear, and you can get it wherever you are, anywhere in the world. And the ESPN LA app is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Leave. They put a man on the moon. Man on the moon. Do you like REM? I did. I did. I'd in the say, 90s, uh, I'm yeah, saying. Right. Yeah, right. In the 90s, yeah. I liked REM. They were an incredibly popular band. Like, they used to win every award. They won all the MTV, the Grammys, all that stuff. I think if I could see, like, a um, like an oldies concert. Michael Stipe, if I could the lead get- singer. REM and the B-52s to play together. That'd be like right in my wheelhouse yeah. of that period of time. Yeah. Why don't we just promote a concert with them? It's a good idea. Cappy Fest. You know, um, what we should do is we should have the B-52s play next year at the Softball Spectacular. I feel like that still costs us a few bucks. I know, but I feel like I was yesterday, I was telling some uh, some partners of ours, I'm like, the softball game isn't even a softball game anymore. It's like 7-10 Palooza. And the only thing we're lacking right now is a big-ass band mm-hmm. and fireworks. I did ask for fireworks, and then everybody said, no, it's too hot, it's too dry. I said, that's fine, we'll do a drone show. Forget fireworks. Mm-hmm. If you believe. Anyway. Man on the moon. Uh, uh. So. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. Losing my religion. That's me. This was the song that won all the right. awards. Losing like, they swept every award show that year. Yeah. This was a jam. In this genre, this is a banger. It is a banger. I know people don't usually use the phrase banger with things outside of the hip-hop world, but uh, in this genre, banger. Yeah. Jay-Z, uh, you know, used a little bit of this song for another one. So is there a yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so therefore it's cool. He sampled it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> Where were we? Uh, Austin Reeves. But before I get to Austin Reeves, I actually mm-hmm. came across a cool story on GQ in GQ magazine today. Mm-hmm. Hard copy? No, I saw it online. Oh, and they were doing because there's this phenomenon TikTok called Girl mm-hmm. Dinner. Girl Dinner. Yeah, we're we're the ladies are going out for dinner and they're doing like their dinner parties and you know mm-hmm. it's like fancy like grapes and cheeses and charcuterie boards and wine and all that stuff tapas you know charcuterie okay. board what, yeah. what is it called i'm going into tiktok right now girl, girl dinner. dinner girl dinner yeah. so there is 
they're doing the equivalent. GQ's like, what's a what's a husband meal? Like basically, when your wife goes to the girl dinner, what's the husband meal? Mm-hmm. And they're ta- you know, so there's like a bunch of different like responses here. What is it like your go-to thing? Nobody's at the house. Nobody's cooking for you. You got to either cook for yourself or get food somehow. Have a dinner at your house. There's no one there to help you prepare this. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Are you going out somewhere? Are you getting food delivery? Are you making yourself just like a turkey sandwich at home? What are you doing in that scenario when you are by yourself? Okay. I think most guys can appreciate what I'm about to say. Okay. Frozen pizza. Yeah, that's a good one. Let me tell you something. Now, do you put it in the oven? Yes. Or the toaster oven? No, oven. See, I go toaster oven. Now, wait a second. Are we talking about a full frozen pizza? Well, it depends on how big the frozen pizza is. There are some frozen pizzas that you can put in the... If you have a big enough toaster oven, yeah, you can Yeah, I do it toaster oven for reheating pizza, but if I'm doing like a frozen pizza, uh, it's got to go in the oven. Let me well, tell like, you something. Yeah. You go toaster oven yeah. with, a cup, with some pizzas, you can put some toppings on it, all of a sudden, I will make you a great pizza... In the toaster oven. Oh, wait a second. Like, Frozen. I look forward to, to that. Those, they used to have those Stouffer's branded pizzas. Like they were like the long, they the, were like six, eight inches long. The boats? You know, like, kind of like a pizza boat. Yeah. Right. Those yeah. go They're in French the, bread pizza. Yeah, those go in. A, Too a, much a, bread though. But those go into a toaster oven. Yeah, but you a get. A circular actually, pizza if you, goes into a regular no, oven. No, if you buy the, um, what's the name of the frozen pizza that we buy? My little toaster oven is like a black and deck. It fits like yeah, two slices two, of two, bread. Right, exactly. Like well, a, you, need you, invest, invest. You, you need a bigger toaster. You need a bigger toaster. I need a bigger kitchen. Is what I need. Yeah. You got a, a doctor over there. Yeah, you need a better uh, a better hey, toaster. We're saving, over. all right. We're being responsible. I, but wait, that. I just thought, but but a toaster. But if you get open nature, like open nature frozen pizzas, yeah, those are the ones we bought. Okay. Okay. Let me take a look at how big these things are. You can fit that in a in a toast in a big toaster oven. Open nature? Yeah. Air fryer too. Like I have a little air fry like the Air fries are even ones. smaller. No, that's too small. No, no, no. The, no. There's like the square ones that's like the other. Oh, like a square pizza. pizza. Oh no, I know this pizza, the open nature pizza. Yeah. You put those that fits in a good toast in a big toaster oven. See, I my toaster oven it, and my daughter just complained to me today. Then you need to get a new one. She told me... And I'm not our, buying this one. She told me our appliances <laughs> are from the 50s. I just got her a brand new vacuum. Yeah. They were so happy that I got a brand... I finally broke down and I bought a Dyson vacuum nice. at Costco. Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah, you get which, Dyson or maybe like a Bissell. Yeah. which this is nice too. Th- yeah. This one is... A, it's pretty nice. Okay, and I and I'm just too cheap to buy yeah. a new vacuum. Yeah. But my previous vacuum was really old, really beat up, and whenever we vacuum the carpet, it smells like ass. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, because you have a crappy vacuum. Right, and it's been it's like 30 years old, and who knows what it's throwing out? It smells like mold. Right, it's horrible. Yeah. Okay, now my daughter complained today that our toaster oven is from the 50s. Let me describe the toaster oven. You pull out the you pull the the, the glass piece down, and inside. You can bake, you can broil. Yeah. Okay. You can toast. Yeah. But it's really it's two pieces of toast. No, is it black got, and decker. You got to get a bigger one, bro. Kind of bigger. I one. I bet you it's black and decker because that's what I have. I'm it's googling big toasters. Oven. You got to get big toaster oven. Big toaster oven. Yeah. Spend a few bucks. You can get a good one for like a hundred bucks, or like a hundred to two hundred bucks. Costco. Yeah. Well, that's a bigger toaster oven than I have. Yeah. I got an old school version. Yeah, you got the small kind. Oh, look at this! Here's one where you can put a couple of pizzas in. You yeah, can they got the pizzas. They got they got a couple of uh, tr- uh, like racks. Yeah, hundred and twenty nine dollars for yeah. a Hamilton, Hamilton Beach. Yeah, Hamilton yeah, yeah. countertop oven. Get yourself a Hamilton Beach convection and rotisserie there by you- Hamilton. See, Hamilton. I have brought a new life to you because the Hamilton. oven oven first of all oven takes up more energy, so you're wasting more electricity. Okay, toaster oven quicker, more mm. efficient. Hamilton S- smaller. So anyway. Um, speaking of efficient, Austin Reeves, very efficient this year. Mm-hmm. Austin Reeves did the All the Smoke podcast with uh, my pals uh, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. And there are a couple of different things that he addressed in there. Let's start with, do you want how he ended up with the Lakers? I'm guessing you're going to want, want the second one. Or LeBron inviting him to an event. Uh, let's start off, let's go in chronological order. Let's start with how did Austin Reeves become a, a Laker? Okay, let's do that one first, uh, um, Tyler. I was going to call you Austin. Go ahead, Tyler. Basically, we tiered teams, you know, best fit for me. And L.A. was, I think, two on the list at the time. Milwaukee might have been one, but they were tier one. And 
I think Detroit called. That shouldn't be on nobody's tier. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if, if we're being honest. <laughs> he man. said it. Oh, no, maybe we're not being honest here, but that shouldn't be on yeah, nobody's tier. We always tier. honest on sure. this show. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was, like I said, really trying to put me in a position to, you know, be able to get a roster spot. Uh, we knew that there was a high interest for a two-way, so we didn't really have to press. Uh, and that's what everything in the draft would have been from 42 and on would have been basically a two-way agreement. So we didn't have to press, and um, I didn't really have to hear my name called either. I mean, obviously I wanted to, mm -hmm. but it was all about, you know, playing the, the long game. So his agent and him decided to tell teams, like Detroit particularly, we're going to draft him in like the 40s, say don't draft him, he wants, he wants to be a free agent. Mm -hmm. I don't blame him at all. Um, you know, it's kind of like in football – where you're a guy who expects to be drafted in like the you, sixth or seventh round right, right. And, and you don't get drafted and then you wind up getting a bigger signing bonus because you've got three or four or five teams that are like hey we need a left tackle yeah. and we had this guy as a fourth round pick and he fell out of the draft and we'll take a chance on the guy and now he's got the cowboys and the rams and the 49ers and the raiders and everybody wants this guy and all of a sudden before you know it he's got a hundred fifty thousand dollar signing bonus and a guy who's a fourth or a fifth round pick doesn't have that yeah. So I, so being a free agent and picking and choosing the better situation yeah. is better than being drafted, yeah. especially late like that. And you heard him, Milwaukee or, or the Lakers were the teams he wanted they wanted to be on. So now I, I think that that's just a cool story. I some people may know that. Not everybody knows the Detroit part of that particularly. Um but now this is the story I feel like is more up your alley. LeBron invites him. He's on a two-way at the time. This is his rookie season. LeBron invites him. This is like right before the season starts or whatever. Um, so they've played a little bit together, like preseason or whatever. And LeBron invites him to go somewhere with LeBron, AD, and Russ. Okay? That's weird. So, well, th this is the – and Melo and Carmelo. So, right. Okay. He's the fifth person in this in this group mm -hmm. um so why is it weird because of lebron and russ this was well yeah because i never thought lebron would ever invite russ anywhere well at the beginning they were uh chummy okay. so here's what austin reeves story is like any, any fun stuff that happened out here to you they were probably bronze first or our first mini camp out here uh was my rookie year and i remember i got in a sprinter with i think it was me bron russ mellow and ad I don't know why the hell I was in there. I was still they on the. Just needed some color. I was <laughs> just the I other still, color. I was still on my. I was still on my two way. At, uh, I was still on my two way at the time, and you know, trying to you know get a get a roster spot. And I remember we were walking in somewhere, and Brian looked at me, asked me if he if I had heard of uh, some band. And I was like, nah. And then he was like, you know who the Beatles are? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, we're the Beatles. And I was like, oh. We walk in, you know, everybody obviously, you know, goes crazy. Um, so that was probably my favorite, just like, you know, seeing it firsthand for the first time, you know, how, you know, his life really is. Every day. And he also added afterwards that LeBron is like a teenager, he says, that he's always like, you know, with him, always goofing around, like doing silly stuff. Uh, he likes Austin Reeves. He's been very, very adamant about liking Austin Reeves from the beginning. You remember yeah. that year? He was very much like, I've played with a lot of players like him with his high IQ. Um, I can play with a kid with a player like that all day. Yep. Austin Reeves had LeBron early at scene, put his arm around him and bring him in. Even his rookie year, I remember there was that one game where he was walking into the locker room afterwards and they were all there to, yeah. to he had dump the game water winner. On him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so um that's, that's the night he called me sir, and then he came on the show uh, the next remember he came on the show after yeah. that. That, yeah. that is a pretty cool story though, about LeBron saying to him, Hey, uh, get ready because we're the Beatles. Cause I hadn't heard that, you know? And uh the way Tyler and I talked about it before we came on the air today, I was like, oh, here we go again, LeBron. You know, he's got to say something about how, how much of a star he is. But hearing the way Austin Reeves told the story, it actually sounds very endearing. Yeah, it's cool. Like, you're going to walk in with us, with me and Melo and AD and all that. You're going to be one of the Beatles right now. Like, yeah. That's cool. That was fun. Let me tell you what we need to do. I've been thinking about this a lot. You want to be the Beatles? No, not oh. really. Oh. I want Austin Reeves yeah. next season. Mm-hmm. As a once a week guest I mean, on the show, easier said than done. Kevin. Okay, but yeah. I, but I'm going to try and work on it. Okay, work on it. I am. You work on it. I like. I want to do it. I'm working on it. Okay, go work on it. All right. You know what we're going to work on next? 
Hey, um, let me tell everybody about Rams training camp. Wait, wait, I have to tell people what we're working on next. Oh, the reason is, the re- I thought you just stopped, and, and Tyler was in my ear. You stopped. I was like, okay, <laughs> I got to true. Go I hopped re- in his ear. I'm sorry, Cappy. I'm sorry. Right, no, go okay. ahead. Radio Tinder is next. Thank you. By the way, Blake is going to join us at 545 for his usual Dodgers hit. And don't go anywhere, because I'm telling everybody about you and me, pal. On Saturday, July 29th, 4 o'clock, we are doing a Saturday afternoon edition of Sedano and Cap. Rams training camp coming to UC Irvine, your home of Rams football, 710 ESPN. We're going to give you such incredible coverage of the Rams this year. And again, it all starts on Saturday, July 29th, 4 o'clock. Make your plans now to come join us at training camp. We're going to have a great time at UC Irvine for Rams training camp on 710. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Thanks, Morales. And by the way, Never Ending Story movie, that whatever that creature Great was. Great song, by the way. Terrified me. Yeah, I was it's like a terrified big, It was like a big thing. furry elephant walrus yeah, and someone thing. recently just found its animatronic head in a garage mm. somewhere. So I just got to relive my petrification of that movie. But this anyway. is a, a great- Animatronic and petrification in the same sentence? Bro, slow down. All right, I'm sorry. This is a great 80s like movie theme song. This is a great, great song. Yeah. You want to just let it ride? Never ending story. I mean, dude, these words that you're using today. I mean, Mike, what are you taking the SATs this weekend? Animatronic is not a big word. It is a big word. Everything is big for Captain. It is a big word. And by the way, not just for me, but for many in the circle of trust. I represent a lot of people in the circle of trust that don't know those words. Pirates of the Caribbean, and you see the fake things, they're referred to as animatronics. So. Tell your friends. Anyway, the NFL has approved the $6 billion sale of the Washington Commanders, and the Dan Snyder era is officially over for mm-hmm. Commanders fans and players alike. Yeah. Snyder was also fined $60 million. Private equity investor Josh Harris will now take over ownership. The sale sets a world record in pricing for a sports team eclipsing the $5.3 billion purchase of the English Premier League club Chelsea back in 2022 by a group led by Los Angeles Dodgers co-owner Todd Bowley. It also represents a significant leap forward for NFL franchise prices, significantly outpacing the 4.5 I'm sorry, 4.65 billion dollar purchase of the Denver Broncos by the Walter Penner Group last year. So anyway, this is obviously a really good thing for the Washington Commanders and their fan base. If you could afford it, would you consider buying a sports team? Swipe left or oh swipe right? Oh my God! Right? Yeah, swipe right. There's only one of you know. There's a very there's a small amount. The NFL is one of 32 assets. Yeah. So who yeah. are you gonna buy? Oh, if I could buy like any club in the world. Well, your answer is yes. So who would you buy? Any any sport. Sure. Oh, the Lakers. You'd buy the Lakers. I think the Lakers. Well, first of all, they have the largest global reach of any brand in sports. Okay. Um, that is indisputable when you look at their social metrics. True. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if I had $10 billion, um, that's probably what it would... Honestly, I don't think the Bus family would ever sell, but if I had $10 billion, I'd call Jeannie and be like, what do you think? Hmm. Okay, I like it. Cappy? Well, the question originally was, would you buy a sports franchise? The obvious answer is George jumped all over it was yes. Listen, I got these buddies of mine that bought into the Sacramento Kings 
before the Sacramento Kings had their new arena, before downtown Sacramento was growing up the way it is because of the downtown arena. At that time, I'd have to go back and look, but I want to say that the Kings were a four or five hundred million dollar organization. And today, every organization, basketball, baseball, football, basketball, I think I said basketball, yeah, yeah. hockey, yeah. and even Major League Soccer teams, every team's value went up today significantly because the Washington Commanders went for $6 billion. Okay? So the answer is, of course you want to buy into a pro sports franchise so long as you don't need the money. Because if you let it sit for 10 or 20 years, bro, it's like 20 times your money. Well, nobody's going to make 20 times their money at $6 billion, um, but they're still going to make money, to your point. Oh, yeah, that's probably Like, too. the days of making 20 times your money are probably over if you're, you're, not, if you're a new owner. You're so, not going to sell the Washington Commanders for $25 billion? No, no, but you just said 20 times your I know, money. But what I'm, so but what 20 I'm saying, times your money. It, it, George, it's slight it, exaggeration. It's $120 it's, it's, billion. It's slight dollars. hyperbole. Just slight exaggeration. I, I mean, I'm just saying, though. So here's the X, thing. X, I like X, that you're a detail I'm... freak. It's okay. I like details, too. Um, Doesn't what I'm sound saying like is, it. it. No, no, I do. All I'm saying is, is that, here, I'll give you another example. Give me another a, one. I had a friend who bought into the San Diego Padres. Right. The Padres, at the time, were sold for four hundred million dollars. Correct. Now Today, they're worth like three billion. billion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Whatever it is, two yeah. three billion dollars. Yeah. Right. So think about that. That person's going to make at least yeah is that, gonna is gonna make f- five to ten times their money. Yes. But here's what I want to say: yeah. If you ask me, of all the sports, which one would you buy a team in right now? The NFL would probably be at the bottom of my list. Well, right, because I only think that there's only so many. Um, there's so much upside to those teams at this point. You want to buy an up-and-coming team in an up-and-coming league is what I you're would, saying? I would probably want to buy an MLS team. Oh, right, cheaper. I was going to say, way, I, I way really cheaper. like what right. Ryan Reynolds and yeah. uh, McElhinney have done with Wrexham. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would rather buy an out MLS there. team. Yeah. Yeah. Right, he's talking an about a, 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 an MLS team well, here, yeah, not, 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 a, not yeah. an international soccer team. Nope. Right. I think MLS has the most upside. It does have a lot of upside. I would agree with you. Would you buy a sports franchise if you could, Laura? Of course. Give me the Dodgers, give me the Lakers, just because uh, I know they're going to sell. They're going to be sold out even if they suck. Yeah. Our fans show up. Imagine if I bought the Lakers. Cappy would be hitting me all the time for court <laughs> hey, King. Hey, King. Hey, King. All no, he would time. make you dedicate hey, a seat oh, to him. George, I would have, have to. I would up. have like four seats right on the floor. You. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. He I, would never stop bugging me for floor seats. I would, though, invest in a WNBA <laughs> and, team. And, and I like that. Could you imagine that if I didn't let him in the patio? <laughs> I like how Sedano didn't hear and Cappy said bad idea. <laughs> Laura said she would buy a WNBA, WNBA team, team and Cappy said bad idea. Of course, I I just I heard him. I just went right past him. Uh, okay. Actually, WNBA teams are are, are going to be worth coming. a lot of money yeah. too. Those aces yeah. looking good. All right, so someone should be asking Becky what on earth she could have done to provoke a message that was displayed on the Rockies jumbotron during their game against the Houston Astros yesterday with a header with a header that read game notes. The message below said this, using a stethoscope to listen to the heart, cardiologists can detect narrow valves, valve leakage, and or abnormal rhythm. A cool little fact, right? Then underneath it, it says, don't bother asking him to check your heart though, Becky. That crushed Titanic sub has more life inside it than that collapsed troll cave you call a chest cavity. I'm not big on airing out my dirty laundry or taking jabs at people like this, but this is one heck of a way to send a message to someone. Agree or disagree? Swipe left or swipe right? Cappy, I'm coming to you first. Well, I agree that it's it's one heck of a way to send a message to somebody, but now I've got a million questions. Like, who took this fun fact about cardiology and turned it into a slam on Becky, who's a heartbreaker, who did that? Like, is that we somebody who works at the Rockies who was like, oh, I'm going to get my ex-girlfriend? Because that doesn't seem like the average fan saying to the Rockies, hey, do you mind tacking on at the end of that really cool piece of cardiology information something about my ex-girlfriend because I hate her guts? Yeah, we don't know. It, it has not been revealed yet, but I'd imagine it's somebody, obviously, that works the board. So you can probably narrow it down pretty quickly. Yeah. I, so you, I, I, I don't. I feel like public spats on social media are not the way to go. I've learned that a long, long time yeah. ago. Because mm-hmm. all way too many people start getting involved that don't need to have uh, involvement in those conversations. Yeah, like thousands of people at a baseball game. Right. So I would go uh, a different route and just go direct. I like it. What about you, Laura? So like I said a few days ago, certain things should stay in house. So no, don't be airing your dirty laundry, nasties. Yeah, I agree. I agree. This was this was like a step too far for sure. 
All right, next one. We talked yesterday about Dave McMenamin's appearance on The Low Post, Mm -hmm. uh, the podcast, and how he expects an Anthony Davis extension before training camp. Well, in that same podcast, he also talked about how the Lakers want newly assigned, I'm sorry, newly re-signed Austin Reeves to follow the Caruso plan. Here's a quote. That's the next challenge for him is to continue to work on his body. I've had people in the organization tell me we just have to get him on the Caruso plan. And you saw what Alex Caruso went in in his time in the Lakers to do uh, to translate his time on the Bulls. His body completely transformed, and Austin certainly has the work ethic and the love of the game to do so. Do you agree with the Lakers and them asking Reeves to bulk up? I feel like if something isn't broken, nobody should be trying to fix it, and this could potentially backfire for the team. Swipe left or swipe right? What say you, Sedano? Um, no, I listen, I think bulking up is never a bad thing. And, you know, Austin Reeves has a frame that you look that looks like particularly you can add um, muscle to still. I mean, he's a child, basically. I know he's in his early 20s, but he can still sculpt his body in a way that um, can be beneficial for him. So I would swipe right. Yeah, I'm swiping right, too. I think that Austin Reeves is at this stage of his life. He's young. He's in a place that he probably didn't expect to be two years ago. And, you know, his life is pretty simple. It's like basketball and golf. And I think that he's even I, – I got to look into this a little bit, but I think I've even heard that he's got some kind of – he doesn't have great nutritional habits. So if, if he's a young kid – how old is he, George? 22-ish, 23-ish? 23, I think. Yeah. Yeah. If you're 23 years old and you, you've gotten this far on talent – it doesn't mean you haven't worked hard. It doesn't mean you haven't been in the gym. 25, by the way. Okay. Yeah. But 25 to 30, there's still plenty of time yeah. to make your body stronger. It doesn't have to change your body completely. Right. just have to take care of it better as you get a little bit older. And guys in the NBA are big, strong, physical freaks. He's got to do the work to compete against those guys. Yeah. So I don't have a big problem with it. That's what Cappy's doing with the, the tee shots, basically. Oh, dude, you don't even understand. The got a call stuff. today from my doctor. He goes, I have your NAD+. Plus. I'm like, okay, I'll see you later. I'll come pick it up. Oh, George, wait till you see me, man. Just going to be ripped and lean. Yeah. I started. Seriously. I went back on the fasting after Vegas. No, dude. After Monday night. I me, feel so much Laura, better. I'm sure. Oh, I did uh, 16 yesterday and 16 tw- what? hours. What's, of what? what's your program? How do you format it? Oh, 16 hours of fasting. You yeah. do 16 hours starting. Well, I do at least minimum 16. But when I was in Vegas, the hours I keep are crazy because of the games. Right. That it's just impossible to do it. So 16 is the minimum for me. I did 20 today, and I feel so good. Dude. You're doing a 20-hour fast? No, I did it already. Yeah. I ate after. Past tense. Past tense. Yeah, I ate. I like, no, but I'm saying you're you're allowing 20 hours to yeah, pass. Yeah, I do that. Those. I do that at least in normal times. I do that at least twice a week. Wow. George, you're going to be really ready does. for Yom Kippur this year. No problem. Yeah. You're going to be able to fast <laughs> for Yom Kippur. No problem. Hey, listen, since Monday night, when me, Laura, and Morales went to Ocholo, El Cholo, yeah. I have been on a diet ever since. Yeah. Good for you. And because no, what about like, that tuna from yesterday? How'd that, that work out? No, it was pretty good. It was pretty Sweat good. Sweat it all off. What do you mean? You know, that tuna, I mean, look, for me, it was just about not having the car. It was kind of warm, though, no? Well, it did get warm and it did get kind of sweaty. But it, the original fresh, yeah. you know, with the avocado on yeah. top was very nice. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, yeah. I finally got myself so sick yeah. that I have to change my diet. All right. Good for you. All right. That is Radio Tinder brought to you each and every day by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website tequilamandala.com and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Speaking of extraordinary, Blake Harris, our extraordinary Dodgers intrepid reporter here on the Sedano and Cap Show. He will join us next. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg... This is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, give me, me I, I'll me give hear, you another guess. Hear, I, you want a hint? On. You want a, hold up. on. You want a hint? Yeah, I want a hint. Okay, let's play this game before we get to Blake. Okay. Um, let me see. Hold up. It, it's going to kick here. Hold on a second. He's good. Okay, he's from New Orleans. Okay. 
Um, all right, give me a little more. From New Orleans. 40, okay. 40 years old currently. 40 years old. Okay, got it. Yeah. Is it... Um, He's founder of uh, Young Money Entertainment. Is it Lil Wayne? <laughs> you Googled that or you Shazammed it for sure. Weezy. <laughs> you totally Shazammed that. Yeah, no, I didn't. Did. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, I you did not Shazam it. Laura knew immediately you were doing that. <laughs> you I did not solid. Shazam it. Yeah, you did. I did not Shazam it. I, I Googled it. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you I go. typed in lollipop song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, good Lil for Wayne. You. Yeah. I'm surprised What's up, my you dog? the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Uh, all right. Blake Harris. Blake Harris, our Dodger <laughs> insider. Follow him on Twitter at Blake H. Harris. Inside the Ravine is the podcast. And subscribe to the man's Substack. He's doing the Lord's work there. Uh, all right, Blake, so I've got a lot of trade stuff to talk to you about, like potential trade stuff. We'll do fake trades here, okay? So, or guys they can acquire, right? So I threw one out today because everyone's talking about Otani, and obviously there's the report that Moreno will not trade into the Dodgers, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So how about this? How about Max Muncy and a pair of prospects for Nolan Arenado? What say you? I absolutely love it. I mean, Nolan Arenado, he's a guy that I'm sure Dodgers fans have been wanting ever since he was a Rocky, you know, many years ago. And the Cardinals, obviously, they've come out and they've said, we're going to be sellers at the deadline. Now, I don't know necessarily if they're going to be trading guys like Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, but the owner did say, you know, they could be household names, and Nolan Arenado definitely is a household name. Now, if you're the Cardinals, um, do you want to take on some Dodgers prospects and cut ties, or do you see Nolan Arenado as the guy where you reset next year and you make your push? So I don't know where the Cardinals stand when it comes to that. I know they're going to be selling. Is he there? But if the Dodgers truly want Arenado, I know he would waive his no-trade clause to come back home to Los Angeles. The Dodgers definitely can make a package work in their favor to bring him on home. I don't dislike the idea either. You know, I think it adds a really great third baseman and it adds a really strong bat. So I have no problem with that. But I got to think that the Dodgers are thinking more about their pitching staff than they are about their offense because it's the offense that's been carrying them to first place. Yeah, I mean, obviously any bat would be a welcoming addition. I think they could use an additional bat, but Scott, you're right. They they need pitching and they need starting pitching. I think their bullpen as of right now is fine. They're going to be getting guys back, but if the playoffs were to start next week, your starting rotation would probably be, I don't know, Tony Gonsolin in game one who can barely even go five innings, Julio Urias who looks the worst. He's looked at his entire career going game two, and then a couple of rookies. So I think the Dodgers, not only are they looking for starting pitching, I wouldn't be shocked if they make two separate trades and acquire two starting pitchers because I don't think one guy necessarily is really going to get him over the hump that much. All right. Blake Harris, our Dodger insider. Follow him on Twitter at Blake H. Harris. Subscribe to his Substack. All right. So I'm watching Cubs Cardinals right now on the TV in the studio, and I'm going to give you a couple of names, including a guy who just struck out Nolan Arenado, okay? So you tell me which one you'd rather have. Marcus Stroman, who was the person I was just mentioning, Lucas Giolito of the White Sox, okay? Eduardo Rodriguez of the Tigers, Jordan Montgomery also of the Cardinals, or Kyle Hendricks of the Cubs as well? This is a really fun game, George. I, I wish we did games like this more often. Uh, if I'm going to lock in my lock in my answer, I'm going to go with Lucas Giolito just because I think among those names you mentioned. Harvard Westlake, by the way, guys. shout out, Studio yeah. City. Yeah. There you go, a local kid as well. I mean, Bring all these local kids home. Just form form a Dodgers team full of just homegrown talent. But I think Lucas Giolito offers the most upside. Obviously, he's a free agent at the end of the year, so his price tag isn't going to be all that high. And this is a guy that has received Cy Young votes just a couple of years ago. So if the Dodgers bring him in, tap into that potential. Even this season, he's been good. He just hasn't been quite at the Cy Young level caliber he's been in years past. So I think Lucas Giolito would be a great fit. But if I'm going to go with the number two, I think Marcus Stroman. I I think he'd be another fantastic fit as well for the Dodgers. All right, Balake, uh, George and I had this conversation a little bit earlier in the week. It kind of seems a little weird about Clayton Kershaw, doesn't it? Like, don't you feel like Clayton himself and the Dodgers are being coy? So for all this talk about what the Dodgers will or won't do at the trade deadline, I kind of feel like they need to go into the the rest of this season and into the trade deadline with the thought that Clayton Kershaw may not pitch again this season. He may not pitch again for the Dodgers. You think that's too strong? I think when I came on the show right after he left that Rocky start, I think the thing I told you guys was this whole situation just seems really odd because he didn't say that he was hurt. The Dodgers didn't say there was an injury, and they kind of just let us on, and then they said, okay, 
We'll see how he comes back. He's probably going to make his next start. Oh, he's going to go on the IL, but now he's going to be back after the All-Star break. And now all of a sudden, it's oh, we're hopeful that he returns at the beginning of August, which is still two weeks away. It sounds like, according to Clayton Kershaw, he sounds like he's ready to go. What I think the Dodgers are doing with Clayton Kershaw right now, they're probably looking at it going, we have a lead in the division. There's still a lot of season to go. The longer we push him back, the fewer starts he's going to make, which is going to increase his chances of an injury. So if the playoffs started tomorrow and game one was in two days, I think Clayton Kershaw would be out there for game one for the Dodgers. I think they're just being extra cautious. But then again, this whole situation, it's not like a Clayton Kershaw injury we've seen in the past where we knew what the injury was, we knew how long he'd be out. This one seems like, uh, it's anyone's guess, like you said, Scott, he could come back in a couple of weeks. But if he's out the rest of the year, I, I really don't think anyone would be surprised at this point. Blake Harris, our Dodger insider. Follow him on Twitter at Blake H. Harris. Subscribe to his Substack uh, and listen to the podcast Inside the Ravine. All right, let's play more of this uh, trade game. Here are some relievers I got for you, okay? Jordan Hicks of the Cardinals. David Robertson of the Mets, former of the, formerly of the Yankees as well. Justin Lawrence of the Rockies. Scott Barlow of the Royals or Middleton from the White Sox. Keenan Middleton from the White Sox. Now, those are all great names, George, but... Do those I are all relievers, yes. Yeah. Do I have the opportunity to add and throw... Oh, no, go. If you want to go off the, uh, off the board. Yes, go off the board if you want. I'll, I'll use this as, like, my phone or friend. I don't know if this reliever will become available, but if this team was smart, they would make him available. And I think if the Padres were smart, they came to the realization that this is just not their year. They have a reliever in Josh Hader, who, in my opinion, has been the best reliever at all of baseball this year. He's a free agent at the end of the offseason. I, I don't know if they plan on re-signing him. But if you're the Dodgers, I think getting a guy like Josh Hader, who is a difference maker. Those are some good relievers that you mentioned, but I don't know if they're necessarily difference makers. Hader would be a difference maker in the bullpen. You have your locked-in closer. You could stop the whole closer by committee. Move Evan Phillips to the eighth. So if I'm the Dodgers, I'm calling the Padres, and I'm saying, what do you want for Josh Hader? Because that would be an amazing move. And I'm also the Dodgers, if I'm on the phone, I also throw in, uh, what else do you want for Blake Snell? Do a two-for-one because you get the best reliever at the deadline, and you get probably the best starting pitcher at the deadline. But I don't think the Padres necessarily go that route. I think I think there was a report today that even said they plan on being buyers, or I think Blake Snell said they plan on being buyers. So, hey, if, if they're seven games down and they want to be buyers, you know, I'll credit to them. Boy, if I were the Padres and I could get the Dodgers to take Josh Hader, but wait a second, I don't want to help the Dodgers win, but I'll tell you what I would do. Uh, take Xander Bogarts with him. You know, like they put so much money into a position that they didn't really need to put money into. So if you could maybe get rid of a guy that's already been disappointing. But I listen, we talk about Mar Artie Moreno not wanting to help the Dodgers by not wanting to trade Otani. I'm not so sure that the Padres are going to want to try and help the Dodgers. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But then the Padres, they have they have the upper hand. They could say, you know what, you know, the Dodgers, they might have to overpay. So if you know you're Preller. You say, okay, we'll take your number one prospect. We'll take your number three prospect. Maybe it ends up working out. But yeah, I could totally see that. We don't want them. But on the other hand, you're only helping the Dodgers out for the rest of this season. If they were under contract for a couple more years, I could understand that. We don't want them to stay in division for the next few years. But, you know, next year, they're gone. They're likely to new teams. So if you want to restock, you know, your depleted farm system with some top guys, I definitely think they could get the Dodgers in a position where they might overpay. But, yeah, that one, I, I think I would believe it when I see it when it comes to the Padres wanting to help out the Dodgers. Blake Harris, our Dodger insider, joins us every Thursday at 545. Follow him on Twitter at Blake H. Harris. Subscribe to the Substack and make sure you listen to his podcast, Inside the Ravine. All right, pal, thanks for joining us. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Have an amazing weekend as always. See ya. All right, Cappy, okay. coming up next, Lane Kiffin. Making lots of noise today about NIL at SEC Media Days. Uh, Lane Kiffin trying to reshape college football as we know it. We'll get to that next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.